Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and I'm so happy to have you here with me today because today is going to be a great day for exploring this great topic of collaboration versus competition or competition versus collaboration. Such an important discussion to be having today. I'm so eager to share with you my thoughts. And once again, just to thank you so much for joining in our last episode with Mr. Jason Gutman. If you missed it, I highly recommend it. He spoke about emotional overeating. And if emotional overeating feels like a sensitive topic to you, you are not alone. Please listen to that episode. It was a powerful one. And I look forward to next week when we talk to Stephanie Snyder, who is the host of the Opulent Life podcast. I mean, who wouldn't want an opulent life? It sounds amazing. So today we're going to dive into competition versus collaboration. And in that vein, I wanted to welcome our newest members to the Business of Happiness Hive, our private Facebook group, which is all about collaboration. Shout outs to Christy, Stacy, Riley, Elka. I'm so excited you're a part of this. Courtney, Jennifer, Marcy, Kiana, Carrie, and Donna. Welcome. We're honored to have you. We're so excited to collaborate further, or at the very least, to give each other support and encouragement and a venue of like-minded, positive, and empowering people so that we could all grow and find out what this business of happiness is all about. And one of the aspects of happiness really, I believe, is mindset. I mean, that's really most of what I talk about in my life is how can I see this differently? So when we talk about competition and collaboration, what we really want to know is what is at the heart of it? What do we see happening in the world around us? So in other words, can we be aware of how we interact with competition and collaboration, and what is our relationship with those two things? You know, I think competition is wired in us as human beings. It really is something that has spurred evolution and essentially revolutions in societies. It's something that we've needed way back when, when we were running with the tigers and fighting for food, competition is what kept us alive. We had to compete for food sources and for procreation. And it kept us safe, honestly. I mean, it's really embedded in us at a very deep psychological layer. And it's what we really lean on 
more readily than anything else. It drives economic growth. It fosters innovation and creativity. It's pretty powerful. I mean, they're extreme positive aspects of competition. If you look at athleticism, without competition, we wouldn't be pushing ourselves as far to seek how much better could we be as a human species. When we look at our brothers and sisters who are doing so phenomenally, it urges us on to be even better, right? And a really healthy competitive relationship is that we have with ourselves. How can I be better every day compared to the person I was yesterday? And that's that idea of stretching ourselves. But when can it negatively impact our lives? And that's what I really want to focus on today because the truth is we're no longer running from that saber-toothed tiger to get food. And the truth is there are so many opportunities all around us. And that, I think, is the key. When competition becomes negatively associated with our lives, it's when we're looking at it from a place of lack or insecurity. And can't you recognize that in your own life? When you felt competitive with someone or some concept or even with yourself, but from a negative perspective, from an idea that there's only so much to go around, That's when you start the kind of abusive, negative self-talk within your own head. And, you know, there's another aspect of it, which is when competition starts to color our identity. When I mention that self-talk, you know, the self-talk, as we've said before, if it repeats, if that negative self-talk is on a repetitive tape player that keeps playing back over and over in your mind, and I just realized I aged myself by saying tape player. So for those of you that don't know what tapes are, they just something that you can record on and you can play back again. But if we think about a recording that repeats itself in our head with negative language, then that starts to become embedded in our psyche and starts to become a definition of who we are. So when competition starts to define us in a negative way, an us versus them concept, you know, competition innately tells us that there's a winner and a loser. So if In every situation, you're coming out as the loser and you start defining yourself that way, then competition takes on a whole new, ugly, monstrous head. It starts reminding us of our unworthiness, our inadequacy, when we start to compare ourselves in that negative way. And there's a very fine line here in terms of judgment. When we see someone doing really well and we think, that reflects negatively on us, we immediately start this defensive, fearful posture of judgment. And that's where competition can be dangerous in the workplace as well. She's doing so well, which reflects negatively on me because if she's doing well and there can only be one winner and a loser, I must be the loser. So in order for me to get ahead, I'm going to have to step on her. That has been an absolute 
painful thing for me to watch in terms of women in business in our society. And of course it happens with men as well, but I'm focusing so much of how women grow in business. And one thing that we're so good at is working together. But when women attach this sense of lack or minimalism or there's just not enough to go around, that's when women try to keep secrets from each other or hold each other down thinking there's only one spot in this hierarchy and if she gets it, I don't. That's that negative implication of competition. And do you allow it to define you? So competition can be a negatively associated uh, concept when it's coloring your actions, but it can be so destructive when it defines who you are. It leads to isolation and depression. And what if we could use it in a different way? What if we could use competition rather in a very positive uh, aspect of our lives and look at it in terms of an abundant mindset? In other words, there's enough to go around for everybody. So how can I see her success as being something inspirational and aspirational? You know, I have to take a step back here and tell you a personal story. As you know, I'm an orthodontist and a dentist here in Maine. And in dentistry across the country here in America, it is supremely competitive within every community that I know of. And it often leads to the demise of smaller businesses. It really can lead to depression and anxiety. And people start to define themselves by this competition. And in reality, none of us went into this profession with any other desire other than to take care of people and to literally put smiles on people's faces. So what started as a very altruistic and kind service-based um, desire and goal and passion turns into something really negative when we buy into the competition and we start seeing our communities in terms of a sense of lack and numbers. We start comparing ourselves to other people instead of seeing them as hugely inspirational. I have to say that when my partner and I started our practice here in Maine, we started completely from scratch, which for all of my listeners who are business owners and particularly in the health professions, that's terrifying. That is hugely terrifying to take out an almost a million dollar loan with a partner and have not one patient planned and then start doing build outs and start buying equipment with not one dollar coming in the door. But it was the strength of us working together. The second aspect of our talk this morning about collaboration. And we just knew how powerful that would be. But take a step back again to when we were still dreaming of this dream of creating a business in our community to empower people through their smiles. And we thought, well, we need to see who else out there has done this before. Who can we learn from? There's a phenomenal orthodontist in our community. She has grown this practice of hers beautifully. So instead of looking at her as competition in a negative aspect, looking towards her for what is possible. How did she do it? 
what can we do to aspire to be like that? Not to be exactly her because there's no way you can be like another human. You have to bring your own individuality. You have to bring your own sense of empowerment, something that makes you uniquely you. But how can we look at our quote-unquote competition and see them as opportunities for us to learn from and to aspire to? You know, here in Maine, there are so many great orthodontists, incredible orthodontists, in fact, and I admire each of them so much. There's another woman who recently retired who literally grew her practice in an environment where she was in the room where as the only woman many, many times. She forged the path for women in dentistry, definitely in our state. She was on the state board. She was advocating for dentists and for her patients and for patient care. Hugely inspirational. And we could have looked at her as someone we needed to put down or denigrate or judge her negatively because she was direct quote-unquote competition to us. But instead, we saw her as enormously inspirational. That's the goal always. Whenever I look at someone and I get that little twinge of, I don't know what that is, jealousy? I think, you know, jealousy is one name for it. What it really is, is fear. And when you feel that fear, call it jealousy, call it envy, call it judgment, whatever it is, just recognizing, you know what, this is a little bit of fear popping in. What is that really telling me about myself? If we look at the athlete who sees their competition in a negative way and starts saying negative things about that person, oh yeah, but they don't do this and they don't have this and they're cheating, I don't know what you'd say in, a, in an athletic situation of competition, but I definitely can see that online in the Facebook and Instagram world, when you start to see people doing better than you or you thinking they're doing better than you, you start to put them down a little bit. What's wrong with them? Even in our relationships, when you see a marriage that's doing so well, how many times have you heard in conversation, yeah, but they're a little weird. They found each other, but they're a little weird. Isn't that fear speaking? Isn't that a fearful voice inside of you if you were honest with yourself saying, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know that I'm capable of doing that. And as soon as you can identify that, you can look at it and say, well, of course you are. Because each of us is so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. And how can we look at that incredible marriage? How can we look at that incredible athlete and say, Wow, what did she do? How did she do that? How can I learn from her? How can I aspire to have something similar? Because there's something she's doing that's piquing my curiosity, that's making me take notice, that's making me want something like that. And instead of looking that in a negative way, let's look at that as a hugely inspirational way. Wow, I can't believe you just did that. You know, a friend of mine just wrote and published a book. Can you believe it? I'm so proud of her. I cannot believe that she did it. And every time I think of her, I just swell with pride because I know there's a part of me that would really love to publish a book one day. And I know that the more I can 
see her in a positive light, the more I can give myself the empowerment to know that I can do the same, right? And I know I can reach out to her and find out what she did and learn from her instead of looking at her and thinking, I'm not that good. Maybe I can look at it as a great competitive opportunity not to put her down or make her any less than what she is, but as an idea of what is possible. And you know, that's where collaboration kind of steps in as well. Collaboration is such an incredibly powerful resource in business and in life. And dare I say in happiness, I love this quote, if you want to be incrementally better, be competitive. If you want to be exponentially better, be collaborative. Oh, I love that so much. There's that, you know, formula, and I'm, I've heard it say one plus one equals three. I'm going to say one plus one equals five. Now, how do I come across that? Well, if you imagine if one person walks into a room with an idea, and a second person walks into a room with a different idea, and we have the courage to collaborate and to share our ideas with one another, simply by our vulnerability and our respect for one another, by sharing each of our ideas, each of us interprets them a little differently because our experiences are all unique. We each come into the conversation with unique backgrounds and lessons that we've learned and failures and wins and new perspectives. So do you see how we each walk away from that conversation with two ideas? We each came in with one. Now we each leave with two. And bear with me as I show you that it really is four unique ideas. Now, on top of communicating those ideas with one another and interpreting them slightly differently, Imagine that we now have sparked a fifth idea, that just by joining and sharing these ideas with one another, together we could have created a whole new fifth one, and so on and so forth. But that's where I love the formula of really one plus one equals five. Working jointly with one another and together with a common intention is so enormously powerful. And I think the biggest difference for me in my mind between competition and collaboration is that competition really, really um, is defined by having a winner and a loser. And collaboration is a win-win situation. It's when we join in together and we really have two winners instead of a winner and a loser. Wouldn't you agree with me that collaboration fosters trust? In fact, you have to have trust in order to collaborate. And when you foster trust in someone, it actually allows you to be a little bit less fearful because anytime we share in successes, we also share in the failures or the losses. So it makes us a little bit more comfortable with stretching ourselves and reaching for greater goals because we're more able to risk failure when it's shared, right? I feel a little safer when I can share this responsibility with someone else. It creates a belief in something greater than just you. And that's another toxic part of a negative side of competition is it makes you feel very lonely and isolated. Whereas collaboration makes you feel like you're part of something bigger, 
makes you feel like you're making a greater difference, gives you more confidence. That's been enormously true for me in business. Whenever I've had a practice in orthodontics when I was by myself in a very insular way and looking at the world around me in terms of competition and what do they know that I don't and how can I do something differently and better to show that they're not as good as I am. Whenever I have that mindset, it's always been wholly unfulfilling and made me maybe see some small wins in terms of success, but never the enormous inner fulfillment and enormous, dare I say, financial success of collaboration. Every time in my life I've done some form of team collaborative work, the outcome has been so much greater, not just in terms of numbers, but in terms of my value of it and my inner fulfillment. So once again, if you want to be incrementally better, be competitive. But if you want to be enormously and exponentially and expansively better, be collaborative. So I ask you in your life, just take a look at this. I'd love to hear your opinions as well. I mean, this is an open conversation. So many people will have different opinions about competition and collaboration. But really, what is your relationship with competition in your life? And how have you used it positively? And how in your life have you seen competition negatively impact you? And when you look at collaboration, have there been opportunities in your life that you've had to collaborate on something with someone? And when you did, what was the outcome? You know, it's worth a little look back to see what offered you uh, an opportunity for greater growth? And what can we learn about ourselves when it comes to understanding our relationship with competition? Specifically with competition, do you look at it from a lens of lack and insecurity? And when you look at it from that lens, does it push you to be even better? Or can you see when you've looked at it from a lens of abundance and inspiration and opportunity, did that propel you even further in your life? It's a fascinating conversation. I definitely want to continue this again with some guests of ours and see how other people look at it. And I appreciate you listening today to see my perspective. And I think you know where I land. <laughs> I think that both can be enormously impactful in our lives and it really matters on how you feel. Right? And that's what it all comes down to is no matter how, what you've done in your past, whether you've looked at competition as something that galvanizes you to be even better, how did you feel at the end of it? And how do you want to feel in your life? You know, even if something pushed you forward, but it made you beat yourself up a little bit, is that the way you want to be? Is that fostering happiness in your life? And, you know, I cannot answer that question for you. It really is up to you. But I really appreciate your uh, honesty with yourself, your ability to take a look at yourself and to ask these difficult questions of yourself because this is the hard work that not everybody does, that many people go through a lifetime without asking themselves these important questions. So with that being said, I'm proud of you. You got this. You are doing such a great job in your life. And today is going to be a great day, my friend. I hope you have a fabulous one and you take those moments that come along in the day of inspiration or 
little moments of joy and you string them together and help them to define your day instead of negativity and frustration defining your day. Really take those little sweet spots in your day and see if you can't expand them to something greater. All right, until next time, today's going to be a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from the perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes at embracethelead.com. I look forward to exploring fulfillment in business with you again next week. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Day.